Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is when it starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We continue our study in the book of Romans, focusing on Romans 12. Therefore, man ruined his life with sin. God's remedy is Jesus Christ. Therefore, how can I show my thankfulness to God every day? So how? We're at number two. I must understand all that I can about God's mercies to me. Romans 12 tells us, I beg, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I beg, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. What do you do if you beseech someone? Paul is a great beseecher. We don't beseech as much as we should, although some beseech and don't even know it. Uh, comparative translations use words like plead or urge or appeal. Without understanding the full intent of the word, it could come across of a begging of sorts. The complete word study dictionary of the New Testament explains that it means to aid, to help, comfort, or encourage. The exegetical dictionary of the New Testament translates it with the words request, urge, or comfort. If beseech were fruit, it would be a type of passion fruit growing on a compassion care tree, okay? The word used for beseech actually comes from two Greek words, parakaleo. One means to call, the other alongside of. So Paul was giving kind of an encouraging, passionate appeal to do what he was already doing. He was basically saying, Christian brother, come here by my side, and together we will spend our lives thanking God for his unsearchable mercy. God made a way for us to have a right relationship with him in this great the old adage, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, fits well with the concept of coming alongside of someone to encourage them in their walk with the Lord. Paul was not asking anyone to do anything that he was not already doing himself. He was not harsh or demanding in his request. He did not authoritatively say, um, go sacrifice and do something for God. He humbly requested, come with me and we'll serve our wonderful Lord together. Whether you are a parent, friend, brother, sister, teacher, pastor, counselor, or employer. How do you lead others? Which, by the way, we are all leaders. By our examples, we are either leading others closer to God or farther away from God. Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Paul wrote, brethren, where we would write brothers, sisters, or believing friends. This is not an evangelistic endeavor, but this is a godly man overwhelmed with God's mercies, urging his believing friends to give their lives to God. God wants us to reach out to the unsaved as soul winners, but he also wants us to reach out to wandering believers as soul rescuers. Often in the Gospels, Jesus referred to his disciples as brethren. In the book of Acts, Peter, Stephen, and other preachers address men and brethren, knowing that all men are not brothers, but all men could be brothers if they trusted in the same Heavenly Father. In the 13 letters that Paul wrote to his young believing friends, we call them epistles, Paul referred to brethren over 100 times, 19 in the book of Romans alone. Paul wrote letters. We send texts and emails. Paul prayed to discern the specific needs of his brethren and then address those issues. Can you think of five Christian brothers or sisters, brethren, who need some encouragement to draw closer to the Lord? 
What do you do or what should you do to encourage those five brethren in their walk with God? And Paul said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. We all need to be daily reminded of God's mercies. By the mercies of God, this is Paul's credibility clause as he refers to Romans 1 through 11. God's mercies are almost unbelievable when you realize that these mercies are based on the pity, love, and compassion to selfish, unloving, hard-hearted recipients. Paul reminds us in the second letter of the Corinthians that God is not only the God of all comfort, but also the Father of all mercies. When it comes to comfort or compassion, bypass the chain of command, skip the managers, the administrators, the CFO, the COO, and the CEO. Go directly to your loving, heavenly Father God. The opposite of God's mercy is God's wrath. To put a little reverential fear and true thankfulness in our hearts, it's good to paint a picture of these two attributes of God in our minds and compare the implications of each. One is deserved, the other is undeserved. One petrifying in God's justice, the other overwhelming in God's goodness. One to fear, one to enjoy. Both are of God and both will be seen in their ultimate fashion when God chooses to fulfill the promises of his prophetic word. Remember, it's of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed because his compassions fail not. They're new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord. This is from our wonderful Lamentation 3, 22 and 23. My understanding of God's mercies motivates me to show my thankfulness to God for what he's done for me more and more and more every day I live. Hey guys, our time's up. Remember today is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice, let's be glad in it. And I hope that you have a good day.